This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It is a loaded Friday show. So what's happening, dude? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's warmed up a little bit. It's still cold, but it's about 22 degrees. So that's about where I like it here in February. There's no snow on the ground. I'm jacked for the weekend, though, man. It's been a long week, so I'm excited for this weekend, especially this college basketball card coming up on Saturday. There's no doubt about it, and we have a lot of college basketball to get to. We will get you set for the weekend of games on Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, a biggie with Michigan and Ohio State. We'll talk about those two teams that played last night. I, I feel like I'm trying to get ahead of the market already right. when we're talking about look at headlines. But we'll start with the NBA and then transition over to the college basketball. Big night in the NBA because what you had late night for the night owls like myself is a potential NBA Finals preview. Now, that NBA Finals preview, not the same when you take away Anthony Davis, who didn't play for the Lakers, and Kevin Durant, who didn't play for the Brooklyn Nets. But again, the Nets go and win outright. And Ryan, I don't know if you got this sense. When I saw the opening line for this game, and it was only a two and a half, my initial reaction is, the books got this line wrong. This line yeah. should be four and a half, five. And the fact that it closed at three, it really pointed you in a direction, I believed at least, to go and play the Brooklyn Nets last night. Yeah, I'm with you. And I heard a lot of people on the Lakers last night. It's just I don't think that the market adjusted the right way with the loss of Anthony Davis. And then we get word last night, Anthony Davis is going to uh, miss a little bit more time than we expected. Uh, I was all over the Brooklyn Nets. As soon as it hit three, I jumped on it. That was one of the victories I got last night. But the Nets look good, JJ. They look good defensively. I know that there was no Anthony Davis last night, but still, that was their best defensive effort. They held the Lakers under 100 points. Even with AD on the bench, that's still pretty impressive for a team that, you know, when we're trying to find a knock on them, they got the three best ISO scores in the NBA. The only knock is they don't play any defense. Last night, they played a little bit of defense, including Kyrie. So good effort from the Nets last night. That's a scary team, man. If I'm picking an NBA Finals matchup right now today here on February 19th, I'm picking Lakers-Nets. I don't think there's two teams. I don't think there's a team that could keep up with Brooklyn or Los Angeles right now. Yeah, and I think if you're looking for value, maybe Philadelphia is a team in the East because of matchup. Maybe you want to get on board with the red-hot Utah Jazz. I'm with you. I do not see Utah taking down the Lakers in a best-of-seven series, assuming, of course, that Anthony Davis is going to be fine and that he's going to be back. I think that's an important disclaimer to put out there. And I bet you're right. There are going to be a lot of folks out there saying, let's go throw in the net to win the East bet, the Laker to win the West bet. Almost seems like too good to be true. I'm with you on the surface. They should be the perennial favorites in each conference. But normally, at least in one case, somebody's going to throw a little monkey wrench into that equation. Yeah, yeah. You know, JJ, actually, the first big bet I ever placed in my life was the year that we all thought we were going to get Kobe and LeBron in the NBA Finals. I remember that one. Oh, yeah. And 2009, was, if I'm not mistaken. 
2009. That was the biggest bet. I went to Vegas, Las Vegas for the first time in my entire life. And I went right to the sports book. I was at Caesars and I was just, I threw it all on LeBron on a future. And I was shocked that the Orlando Magic and Dwight Howard that year actually beat them in the playoffs. So you're right. Like in the NBA, every single year, I feel like especially for the past 10 years, the last decade, especially with these super teams, it's pretty easy to pick the NBA finals every once in a while, you know, the year, a couple of years back where Toronto ended up upsetting the golden state warriors. Nobody saw that coming, even with the addition of Kawhi Leonard, but usually we have a pretty good idea who's going to be playing in the NBA finals. Now I do feel like a lot of people are still sleeping on the Utah jazz and tonight is going to be another good test for the jazz. They got the Clippers, but I want to see Kawhi and Paul George actually play tonight where we didn't get that in that last matchup. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Jazz, and I think after this weekend we'll have a better idea of what kind of team they are. No doubt about it. Now, a game that was earlier on in the TNT double dip involved a team that you know very well, right, at this point. That, of course, is the Milwaukee Bucks, who end up losing outright to the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, I think your audience in Milwaukee is probably not going to like me. I know you've taken some shots at them, just telling it like it is. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't see a championship caliber team. Listen, and it's not just on Giannis. I look at the pieces around Giannis. They're not good enough. And that's been noticeable each of the last two years in the postseason. And I'm starting to get the sense we're seeing that more and more throughout the regular season. Milwaukee just, anytime I come across them on one of these nationally televised games, Toronto last night, saw them against Brooklyn a few weeks back. They just don't do it for me, man. Like to me, they are the, quintessential regular season type team. Is that fair to say? No, it's very fair to say. And I feel like that's a Mike Budenholzer team for you, where years back it was the Atlanta Hawks that won 60 games. They sent five guys to the All-Star game, including Kyle Korver. And then uh, they ran into LeBron in the playoffs. And then if you notice, every year they win 60, and then they regress a little bit. Then they regress a little bit. And then they're not even a playoff team, and then Bud's out. I feel like Bud is great with a young team those first couple of years, especially getting the most out of his guys. But the problem with Mike Budenholzer, head coach of the Bucks, is he doesn't make any any adjustments. Uh, they still don't have their rotations figured out. We're here in February. There's been a little turnover with the roster, but it's pretty much the same roster where you got Giannis, who's the MVP of the league. You got Chris Middleton. You got little pieces like Dante DiVincenzo. But the problem with them the last two weeks has been they've been without Drew Holiday, which was their big offseason pickup. He's been out, so Chris Middleton's been doing most of the ball handling. He's struggling right now. I mean, he was off to a real fast start where it looked like he was going to have a 50-40-90 season, the first one since Larry Bird. And since then, he's averaging about 18 points per game on like 32% shooting. The assist numbers have went down. Right now, they don't have anybody that close out games in the fourth quarter except for Giannis. And he's very limited because if you take the rim away from him and you force him to shoot jump shots, he hasn't improved that jumper enough. If you send him to the charity stripe, like he's not hitting his free throws. So I'm with you, JJ. I'm out on the Bucks. I'd be shocked, to be honest. I guess I should say I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't win a playoff series. I could see them being a first-round exit if they don't get a top-three seed in the East. And the way they're playing right now, losing four straight, I don't see that happening. So I'm out on the Bucks right now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
We're here on the BetQL Audio Network, and it's going to be a killer weekend of college hoops in the NBA. And speaking of college hoops, right? let's stay in the state of Wisconsin. Because, yeah. listen, I've been – I want to toot my own horn here. I've been pretty hot in college basketball. I got a little humbled last night. I got to be honest, dude. Maybe I was feeling my oats. Maybe I was doing the, you know, McConaughey, DiCaprio, banging the chest like it's in the Wolf of Wall Street. I felt like Wolfie. And then, you know, you get – Brought back down to earth rather quickly. And Wisconsin and Iowa was one of those games for me. I love the Badgers. I love the reverse line movement. Wisconsin ended up being favored by a point and a half. And the problem is when you go against Iowa and they are feeling it and they are feeling their oats, especially beyond the arc, they're a tough team to stop. You saw that last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can shoot the basketball. And they, when, and like you said, man, when they get hot, that was the problem. Wisconsin would start trimming into the lead. And it was still never a close game because they just couldn't get enough stops. Every time they'd cut it down and it'd be five, it'd be six. I would go on the other end and just knock down a big three. Uh, right now, Wisconsin is a mess, man. In my opinion, they're the most disappointing team in all of college basketball. When you look at it, like we talk about the Blue Bloods, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, what's been wrong with them this season? Well, it's a bunch of one and dones. They have a bunch of freshmen. With Wisconsin, I was talking about this with Joe a couple shows ago. Their average age on that Badgers roster is actually older than the Chicago Bulls, man. They have tons of senior Crazy. leadership, and they can't close out games. And it's it, it's it's bad, man. They're getting beat on the glass. They're not getting defensive stops. And for the second straight game in a row, I've been burned by them. I was on them last Sunday against Michigan. In fact, I need to stop fading Michigan, although last night that was one of the games that actually worked out for me in the long run with Rutgers. But I'm with you, man. I was on Penn State last night. That didn't work wow, out. Wow, we had a similar Packers. card then because I was on all three of those Big Ten underdogs. Yeah. And I, I think you probably had a similar theme to me. And I talked about it on my show that I do over at FAN Odds on Sports. I said, right. You got Ohio State, Michigan playing on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I figured for sure they're college kids. They're 18, 19, 21 year old kids. The focus going into Rutgers or the focus going into Penn State was not going to be where it needed to be. The numbers backed that up. The, the Ohio State line felt as square a bet as normal, as humanly possible. Whole world was on it. Line was what, four and a half, five? And yeah, listen, four and a half. Liddell didn't miss in the second half. I mean, he was ridiculous. And that was one of those helpless feelings where you felt like you were on the right side of the game for mm -hmm. a good majority of the game. And then in crunch time, closing time, a bad Penn State team finds a way to lose. And see, that's what been my problem uh, this season in the Big Ten, JJ, is I am fading the wrong teams. I continue to fade Michigan. That's never a good decision. I continue to fade Ohio State. I'm a believer in Ohio State now. I haven't been all season long. Finally, the last two weeks have proved me wrong. I'm a believer in that team. Now, I don't think they're good enough to make a run to the Final Four. I think they're good enough to make a run maybe to the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. But I am in on Ohio State. I'm done fading them. And then uh, same thing. Like I keep going back to Wisconsin, expecting them to figure it out because it's a team of senior leaders. And you have Greg Gard, who I've been really high on the last couple of years, but they just can't figure it out right now. And same thing with Iowa, man. Like I did not buy into Iowa coming into the season in the preseason. I figured they were going to score a lot of points, but they weren't going to get enough stops to be a top 10 team. And I was wrong. I was tough to beat, especially like you said, like when they're cooking like they were last night and they're hitting their outside shots, you can't stop them. And you think about the top half of the Big Ten right now. You might be looking, when it's all said and done, at two number one seeds. I think we can agree Gonzaga is going to be a one. Yeah. Baylor is going to be a one. 
And I think if I were filling out a bracket right now, if I wanted to be Jerry Palm or Lenardi or any of these dudes who, you know, they have so much fun and there's nothing like when they nail it or when they're dead wrong come selection Sunday and you're yelling and screaming, what the hell are you guys looking at all year? How did you guys get it so wrong? They're like weathermen, for goodness sakes. That's basically what these bracketologists have turned into. But listen, two Big Ten teams with the way the league has been all year, I think that's the move for one seeds. Michigan, Ohio State, as of right now, that could change between now and Selection Sunday. They'd be my three and my four at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Are you are you with me? Do you think Ohio State's good enough to make a run in the tournament, though? I just feel like all year long I felt like something's missing. But now I don't even know what that something would be because they continue to win games, man. Yeah, I'm starting to buy in. Now, again, I can they get to a Final Four? I would say yes. But like anything else, right? It depends on the bracket, man. You right. got to tell me who's the four or the five seed that they're going to match up with. Is it a team that I'm a big believer in? Is it a team that I'm not such a big believer in? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Virginia Tech, who's a top 20 team. Yeah. I'm not a believer. I've seen them a bunch of times. They lost to my alma mater, Syracuse, got smoked. Saw moves to Pittsburgh, who's not any good. That's a team to me. They're a four or five seed. They're taking on the Buckeyes. I'm going to love the Buckeyes in that spot as of right now. Now, maybe that changes numbers, ACC tournament, whatever. But I'll give you another example. If there's a four or five seed that I'm a firm believer in, I mean, just give me the team off the top of your head. Um, I'm not blanking on somebody right now because I need to see a bracket to see where everybody's seated. But that might be a team where I say, wow, Ohio State does not match up well. So I love making these predictions and takes now on February the 19th. But what I say now when that bracket comes out, I may have four teams I like all in one region. You never know. Right. And see, the thing that concerns me, like when I'm filling out a bracket this year, or even when I play these futures, I am looking at the heavy favorites for the first time, really, since I started filling out brackets when I was seven, eight years old, man. And I'm looking at Baylor. I'm looking at Gonzaga because last night in that Wisconsin game, see, I always back Wisconsin when they're at the Kohl Center. That's a tough place to Very play. Very tough right place now, to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. when, when there's no fans, JJ, now you still have the home court advantage. You're able to what, sleep in your own bed, make the quick trip to the arena. You don't have to travel. But there really is no home court advantage. And like we saw that last night, and we even saw that against Michigan at the Kohl Center. And I wonder at the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis, when you have these underdogs, these five seeds, these 12 seeds, you know, that do advance and they're facing off a team like Baylor or even a team like Villanova, like I'm going all – I'm going to be going all chalk, I feel, because it's so hard when you are a big dog like that and you do get a little bit of momentum. Like last night, you know, Wisconsin trims that lead down to three. But they're not feeding off that crowd energy. I just I feel like that always is going to favor uh, the favorites, like the teams like Gonzaga, that's teams like Baylor, you know? I think that's fair, and I know we enjoyed that Rutgers backdoor at the end of last night. Some, oh, yeah. Sometimes when you're having a rough night, you need a little lady luck on your side. Right, that's what you call a salvager right there. That – and Oregon late night. It's nice having a little late night beak, having some fun and salvaging a couple of bucks. Oh, you know? I just sweat that one. I, and I was also on Washington, and they just got blown out. So I really, you really, were three really. You days too late with Washington, by the way. I know. Well, I hope you rode on Monday, by the way. I, I, I did. I, jo- I joined yeah, you on that man. one. But I really needed Oregon. And what did they end up getting? The four-point win? And yeah, I had them two away and late. a half. Oh, yeah, that was a sweat last night. I should Colorado have been almost back to that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Too close for comfort, Eli. Too close for comfort. We got a jam-packed show. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Ryan Horvath, John Jastrzemski. We will have prop or flop, and we got to get to Carson Wentz. You're surprised it doesn't change things. 
when it comes to the futures market. That's coming up next.